Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dinovite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dinovite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. It's the 14th of May, 2022. Appreciate you being here. We're with uh, the Three Stooges, Todd uh, Cunin, myself, <laughs> and uh, our producer, Cal Hunter. Appreciate you being here. Uh, we're going to have a great time, hour two. We we are finishing up hour one talking about this Casey White case um, and Vicki White. Uh, we're going to f- continue talking about that because we weren't able to get through it hour one. Um, and I know that everybody's like, oh, you need to have that each, all the, uh, it's funny because every single, uh, not every single, but a lot of the radio stations say, well, just make it like three separate hours. We don't. It's a three hour show, right? It's, that's the way it is. We try to make it, you know, the, the bump stop right at the one hour, but sometimes it doesn't. So we're going to continue on that and talk about the Casey White, uh, and Vicki White case. Very interesting uh, things uh, that we're going to discuss, and Todd has studied the law on what it uh, what the law is in Alabama and how uh, um, these uh, some issues work that are really strange. But there's a question I'm yeah. sure that came up in almost everyone's mind out there in listening to this fascinating story, and that is when he identified her as his wife, did he throw out the window his I was kidnapped by her or I kind of went against my will with her. She just took me along. Because yeah. remember, he said, take care of my wife. She's been shot, right? Remember well, yeah. that? Yeah. No, we're going to get and into called that. called her his wife. Right. Yeah. And then also we got a family says, please don't release him. And Todd studied the law on that issue also. We're going to discuss... Um, why people can be released and not released with parole, and, and get into that that issue. But that's that's what that's what this second hour is about. We are also going to talk about gun control uh, in California. On uh, we got the Second Amendment discussion. Uh, if you want to call in and talk about it, eight five five Law Radio again eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. Or go to our Instagram at radiolawtalk.com. Follow all the stuff. Follow our social media. We do plug uh, stuff in on our social media at times. Cal, we, I think we have come up with something. And Todd and I, you know, the difference between Radio Law Talk and other radio shows, yeah. we air everything so our listeners know, right? Yeah. If it's a behind-the-scenes things, 
we don't keep it behind the scenes. Most of the time, that is. And But we <laughs> talk about things that are really cool. Now, wouldn't this be cool, Cal? Hear me out. I'm, I'm, listening, I'm listening. Go ahead. If we took a murder case, like a cold case or one that's really old, that's interesting. So we every hour we have case or no case, hour one, two, and three, right? Yeah. And then we also take this cold case murder case that we talk about as lawyers and we talk about the first hour part of it and then follow up the second hour and and basically bring in the conclusion of it hour three of what happened hmm. wouldn't that be interesting and that'd just be an ad addition to all the other stuff we're talking about but you know hey if you guys want to tell us what you think of that call us at 855 law radio or if you have any cases you'd like yeah. to see us do it too yeah that yeah, would be fun two nine seven two three four. but anyway we're here for uh, one thing and one thing only is to get me points you got you got taught a point last week now it's my turn to get a point i mean last hour my turn this hour to get a point in case or no case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Red Wing, a famous trademarked name. In this case, Red Wing Stoneware. To collectors, certain names mean magic and money. A Minnesota store in Red Wing, Minnesota, posted that they were had they had genuine Red Wing stoneware for sale, mostly duplicates, consignments from other Red Wing collectors. The company, which was right in town there, realized that the stoneware was uh, uh, wearing down the retail chain, and they were not making any money off the second or third sale to collectors. So the, store, so the company went to the store and saw what was happening and huddled up and decided they wanted to go to their lawyer's office and said, they're using Red Wing Stoneware's trademark name without our permission and without compensation. So they went to they went, pardon me, to the Red Wing Stoneware Legal Department and said, "We think we have a case. What do you say?" So Todd, I think it's your turn to go first here. Case or no case? Was it Red Wing or Red Wing Stoneware? Yes, Red Wing Stoneware. Yeah. Red Wing Stoneware. This is Red Wing Boots, as you know. And okay. So, on. Yeah, right. so, you know, the interesting thing is when it comes to trademark, my limited understanding—I do not do trademark law—but my limited understanding is. When it comes to trademarks, if it's something that is – if it's a name that is so widely used, it, it's kind of hard to – Kleenex as an example. To, Xerox. Yes, yeah. or, or, or the word fax, which started out as a trade name. Uh, you know, a, a, what do they call that? A shortened version of facsimile. Right. But now, I mean, everybody sells fax machines, and it's, and it's on – the box of every fax. Well, I don't know how many fax machines we have anymore in the I days. I don't know if anybody even sells them anymore, yes. but they used to. But they used to back in my day. They're clogging and, up the dump. Beta. <laughs> and so the uh, – yeah, beta. And so the idea here is if it was just Red Wing, I think that they would not have a leg to stand on or a wing to stand on, as the case may be. But because it's Red Wing stoneware – if they have trademarked Red Wing stoneware, then I think that they have a case if somebody is marketing authentic Red Wing stoneware and it's not the company who owns the trademark to Red Wing stoneware. But they're using the trademark according to the allegation so if to they're, draw if, attention to the product. So right. if, they're, if somebody is using the trademark name Red Wing stoneware – and then the holder of the trademark Red Wing Stoneware has a case and should prevail. So I'm going to say it's a case, and the holder of the trademark Red Wing Stoneware wins. 
All right, Mr. Penny, what do you think about that? So let me make sure I'm clear. Did you did I hear you say it's in, it's Red Wing, Minnesota, Minnesota, which is a place yep. called Red Wing, Minnesota. Yep. And this is a little store that sells the Red Wing stoneware, right? Right, but they don't wholesale it from the factory. They get it from collectors. They'll right. buy seconds. They'll do all this stuff, right. and they advertise Red Wing stoneware for sale. And Red Wing says, "Wait a minute." Okay. Well, so, okay. Again, just to make you said Red Wing says. Does, yeah. Did Red Wing trademark Red Wing or Red Wing Stoneware? Red Wing Stoneware. Okay. My yeah, answer no, states. Right. Okay. So we've got Red Wing. Uh, what state is it in? Wisconsin. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Red Wing. Okay. So they're in Red Wing, and they could they should have say uh, we have uh, we're from Red Wing, so come to the Red Wing place. Um, but they say we have Red Wing Stoneware for sale. What's wrong with that? They're selling stoneware that's Red Wing, even if they're not an authorized dealer, but it, and it's used stuff. Um, I say it's a case, and they win, and they prevail because they're not using the trademark uh, to produce to to sell something that's not Red Wing um, stoneware. So you're suggesting are, that the store prevails? Is that right? The store prevails because they're just saying we sell Red Wing. No difference than me saying. Um, my store sells used Nike shoes. Or have a used Chevette for sale, just as an example yeah, in my case. Yeah, and so that's, to me, <laughs> logical, probably wrong, but that's to me, sounds pretty logical. But think about it, though. Why wouldn't they, if I was them, being from Red Wing, Minnesota, I would tie in the word Red Wing, Minnesota, and then sit there and, and, uh, and use that. Now, another question of you fellers. Okay. What the crap is Red Wing Stoneware? <laughs> well, I, I don't, it, it dude, looks I don't like know. boots. It looks like boots. That's all I is know. It? Is it? No, is no, it? no. I don't know. What is Red Wing no. Stoneware? It, Have you ever seen it? It is apparently a quite elite oh. uh, form of stoneware. And stoneware is different from China in that it's thicker and more heavy oh. duty than China. So, so I'm not going to tell my wife about it. Yeah, hey, I, I wouldn't tell her words. Okay. Mum's the word. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the Costco Stoneware. <laughs> Costco Stoneware. I like the 90 inch or eight Walmart store cheapware. Stoneware. There I just, I just like a fork. <laughs> Plastic. I'm yes. with you. Or wood now. We'll be back and we'll talk about uh, the Red Wing Stoneware. But it is a real brand. Stay tuned. Radio Law Talk will continue here in just a little bit on this station and on RadioLawTalk.com. and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. 
If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. That's true. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. In Red Wing, Minnesota, we have a little store uh, selling Red Wing uh, stoneware uh, that's used and is advertising it. And Red Wing stoneware is not happy and is saying that you are violating our trademark. Uh, Todd said it is a case and Red Wing stoneware wins. I say it is 
a case and the store wins because all they are doing is reselling something that's used and Bruce has a take on it. Bruce, what's your take? Well, <clears throat> my take is that it is a case and that Red Wing Company prevails not on their merits, but because the small town store can't afford the litigation and so they have to fold despite the fact that this kind of thing is very common, is done everywhere for a, a wide variety of collectible things. Right. No, I agree with you, Bruce. That's, in yeah, other words, that's the, my take. Yeah, in other words, Bruce is saying the big guy is going to crush the little guy, even if the little guy has a case, which is a lot of times happens out there. Thanks, Bruce. That's, Bruce a, appreciate great, that's a great, great comment. And, and that's the only, the only thing I've got with Bruce's take is, is he's coming from a real-world perspective, which means it's probably the right answer. But, <laughs> but we do this in fictitious, everybody has a right to bring a case land. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bruce probably right, yeah. Well, here's my thing. You can get a 10-gallon Red Wing crock online for only $319. So please don't tell your wife about it, Fred. And for I heaven's am, sake, yeah, don't, don't tell, tell mine. Red okay. Wing, Red Wing, hold on, 18. <laughs> I'm looking this up because I, you know, it tells you how I'm kind of an oaky guy. I grew up that way. I don't know where all the fancy stuff. Red, I'm looking it up. Red Wing, it's stoneware, huh? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And it, and what type of, just like, uh, okay, all right. And where's it made? Where's it made? Red Wing, Minnesota. Oh my god. I wonder if there was an increase in sales for Red Wing stoneware after marijuana was legalized. Yeah. They're like, "All oh, right, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we need to get. It's got the word stone in it." <laughs> we st let's sell it in Weed, California, yes, man. Uh, okay. Everything's right. Right. Okay, okay, here we go. What are we so going to find? So the answer is case or no case. Well, who said it was not a case? None uh, of us. None we of both us. said it's a case. Okay. Well, guess what? It uh, was a case. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. The factory owner of Red Wing, Bruce Johnson, said the settlement ensures that the Red Wing Collectors Society Foundation will abide by the terms that prohibit it from using their company name. Collectors what? Society President Dale Halstrom said they're pleased that the issue's been resolved. He told the Star Tribune he was the target of personal threats and vendettas. And, in fact, Bruce was right, too. He shut down the store. And that, what? ladies and so gentlemen, Todd is yeah, so Todd gets two on that deal right there. Oh, yep. I get one. Todd gets two. Wow, so the so the big guy does win, and Bruce is right. Bruce gets a point. Yep. Bruce gets yes. two points. Bruce gets two points. See, so I've, I've, but that's bizarre. That is just so. So they settled it, though. That's yeah. what happened. So yeah. Bruce yeah. was right. The little guy had to settle because he couldn't fight him. Right. Well, but it's... but here's the thing. How does that work? People sell used stuff at thrift stores, and if they put out, hey, I've got a. Uh, but if you said a Red Wing Stoneware thrift store. Red Wing might not be able to knock on your door and well, say you no, can't do that, but that's what this though. happened. That's no, what was no happening. this this guy yeah. called the store the Red Wing Stoneware Collectible Store. Collectible Store. Yeah. Oh, so he was using it in the title of the store. Well, see, I misunderstood that. Mm. Well, next hour we're going to look at some backdoor chicanery at the parade Sh in a small Michigan town. Chicanery. Yeah. All right. It's next hour on Radio Law Talk. We're coming back to some interesting things about this Casey White and uh, Vicky White case. 
So we didn't finish up. And if you want to, uh, I don't want to start all over. This is the, the guy that just that disappeared, the six nine dude, and he and the uh, the I'm going to say the assistant director for the jail in Alabama. Could the names away with her? Could the names have been more confusing to the story? Totally. I mean, you've got totally. you've got Vicky White and Casey White not married. You have Casey White making a statement that might make you think that they were married, but they weren't married. And and the sheriff's last name is Wedding. Okay, it, it's just... And you know what the best deal about it? And also, Vicky and Casey White's name can also... There's Casey is a girl name also. That's right. So, so, you, so now there's a wedding and a funeral. Yeah, and so what happens... Sad story. That's yeah. true. It's a sad story. So they find out that... Let, let's jump to Vicky. Vicky, this is the you know assistant jail director, whatever she's called uh, back there in Alabama. Um, she sells her house, like we said, this was all set up in advance. It wasn't, you know, because obviously, uh, you know, if she did live, and we're going to tell you it was sad that she she apparently shot herself in the head um, once uh, the authorities came upon them. Uh, but they found them in Indiana, in Evansville, Indiana. What a place, huh? Yeah, and, and apparently they were trying to figure out their next move. She, she, she figured it out all the way to that point, right? And... I, you know, the question is, does it matter what uh, Casey White gets convicted of with this? Because he's already going to be serving the rest of his life for other things, right? But um, the sad part is she had just put in her retirement. And by the way, she hadn't finished her paperwork. Everyone says, oh, she'd already been retired or setting up. She was working on her paperwork to retire. She had been there, what, for 30 years or something like that? And she had her whole life ahead of her. Um, she's 58. But here's another thing. He was tw- uh, He's 38. She's 56. So almost a 20-year difference. That tells you how some people can be manipulated, too. In this country, you always talk about people who, who struggle in life. We talk about manipulation uh, of, of uh, Casey White manipulating Vicky to some degree. Well, okay. So you say Casey manipulating... Maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe manipulating Vicky. But what, what was the first thing... Casey White said when they pulled him or when he exited the over or the vehicle that he was in with Vicky when she when it wrecked. We come back. We come back. We'll tell him. We come back. We'll tell him. We'll be back. We appreciate you turning on Radio Law Talk and invite you to stay tuned. We've got much more coming up right here. and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. 
Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-26.org. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. No points for you. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. So as we're finishing up the Vicki White and the Casey White, uh, White case, um, they're thinking maybe, and Todd brought something up interesting, that the minute, okay, so they, they, they're chasing him down. They finally find him. Someone says, hey, you know, we found that Cadillac. Um, they're at a hotel. She comes out wearing a wig. They get in a Cadillac. They start driving, and the police start chasing them. Um, and then they they actually the you know the the police vehicles hit the hit their car and put it into a ditch and it rolls over. And then um, um, Vicky White, she's heard on nine one one saying, "I got a gun to my head," and then she shoots herself in the head. Supposedly that's what's said. And then the, what's the first thing when the police rush up? What does Casey White, the uh, the jailbird, say? He, the first thing he says is, help my wife. He refers to Vicky White as his wife. And, and, Boy, is that interesting. And, and, you know, there's a couple of things. And the reason – now, the cynical part of me – heaven forbid I should ever be cynical. The cynical part of me says um, – because Fred, when we went into the break, was talking about how, you know – it appears, and it could very well be the case, that Casey White, the inmate, was manipulating Vicki White, the corrections officer, to facilitate his escape. And that stuff certainly happens. However, I hmm. posit this. Hmm. If his first words are, help my wife, and he indeed, indeed believed that he was married mentally to this person, is it not possible that she was the one manipulating him? I mean, if he was truly her husband, I could see this at trial. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a viable defense. I don't go. know if it's a viable defense, but your honor, 
she was I thought I thought of her as my wife and everybody knows that once that happens I no longer have any independent opinions thoughts or decisions that I can make <laughs> Here as, we go As a card carrying <laughs> member of Husbands Anonymous Hi my name is Todd I'm a I'm a husband Hi Todd it's been 3 weeks since my last autonomous decision uh, 2 weeks ago I was tempted to have an opinion but I called my sponsor he helped me through it You know is that going to be his defense <laughs> Or he's going to say you can't use anything she said on the radio against me because we were married at the time. Yes, it'll be curious to see, interesting to see, if, well, interesting to see if they find any evidence that they went to some little chapel and got married, if there's anything like that, if they have a certificate of marriage. Well, were they cousins? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry, that was, well, the last name being the same, I thought. Well, you know, they they, they, they met each other on a dating site, I think it was Ancestry.com, and uh, so... Well, they do have the same last name. <laughs> Was that, who's the one comedian that says, you know you're a redneck when you, you dance with your cousins at the... Uh, at, you go at, to the family reunion family and reunion. say, oh, fresh meat. Yeah. <laughs> if your, your family tree looks like a telephone pole. Yeah, so, anyway. yes, that could be an issue. But, you know, look, I... It, that was what she said. That was what he said, Casey White, and that's what he said, when, they, when he got out of the car was to help my wife. And the, the outcome of all of this is, in addition, I remember, he was pending murder charges. Yeah. 75 years. But you know what? I didn't know. He's already serving a 75-year sentence after 2015 crime that included a home invasion, carjacking, and police chase. So he's already serving a 75-year. Now yes. he's going to serve another murder charge, that he's, and, and that's not including you know, what's going on here, right? And, yeah, then he's going to face the, the escape charges. So in terms of exposure for him about what's really, what's really going to add what's extra What's the outcome going to be? How much? Yeah. Oh, he's going to see that. escape. However, however, the escape... The escape, you know, the prosecution's going to try to use the fact that he escaped from jail as con- as consciousness of guilt of the murder he charge. He didn't escape. He, well, but he wasn't. But he wasn't escape. But he wasn't taken out of the jail at gunpoint. And he didn't sit there and raise his hand to her and say, "No, no, no, I can't do this. That would just no. be illegal." I could see, see the prosecution on cross examination. He takes a stand and says, "It wasn't my idea. It was hers." And, and so the prosecution says. Uh, all right, um, at any point in time, you could have picked up the phone to call prison officials and say, I'm being held outside of jail against my will by this jailer. But you didn't do that, did you? Outbound yeah, you kidnapping. Know, I can see his defense lawyers <laughs> yeah. say, number one, Vicki White was the mastermind behind the plan. She set it up. She lived, uh, stayed in a hotel the night before. She had the cars bought. Had the she money. Had the money. She had the 29000 set apart, aside. She scheduled a van for the transport. She was and, so manipulative and, that he already thought he was her husband. I know. I, I know. I'm not saying I agree with this guy, by the way. I'm just saying I'm arguing both sides. And what is Casey White going to argue? He was let out of jail. He wasn't. He didn't escape. Here's a, a jailer, an official jailer, let him out. Therefore, his argument is, you can't convict me. Yeah, I got 75 years and I got another murder charge going. What does it matter, right? But the preparation, uh, he's going to say it wasn't him. Can't, can't you just see it? He, he, he's finally tried and convicted after the jury comes back and convicts him of this. This is a hypothetical future in some you know, multiverse. As the jury is walking out, one of the impressionable female jurors slips him her phone number. 
<laughs> that would be I, awesome. I think it's very possible. I have a good friend of mine in Michigan who wrote letters to a death row inmate, and everyone in Michigan, when they get convicted for murder, pardon me, they can't get out. They don't have death penalty, but they can't get out. It's still your natural life. So she started writing letters just to kind of, you know, and next thing you know, this guy, I mean, she has... He has her wrapped around his finger. So they think wow. it's a romance, all this wow. kind of weird stuff. I mean, it happens, I guess, more frequently than we know. It's interesting that you say in Michigan, when someone is convicted of murder, they, they can't get out. They're not eligible for parole because I don't know if it's next, but later on in the show, we're going to talk about a story where a person had been convicted and how a decision about whether or not the person should be incarcerated affected a victim's family based upon changes in the law. Mm. But, but the state was Wisconsin. So we'll get to that. Well, we, get, we can get to that right now if right. you want to talk. Wisconsin, Michigan, they're so close to each other. Yeah. yeah there, there's a guy by the name of Douglas Balsowitz. B-A-L, Balsowitz. Um, it's probably Bowser check that W I C Z can sometimes be checked. S E W I C Z. I have no idea. Say, Doug. Yeah. We're going to call him Just Doug. Just call him Doug. Doug. So, look, he was sentenced to 80 years in prison. 80. 80 for killing his wife uh, or his estranged wife. And we're talking not a shot, not a stab, multiple stabs, I believe, like. 60 times or something, I don't know. 40, 42, 42 times. times. Just stabbing her over and over. And, you know, he gets put away for 80 years. Now, sitting to my left is a former prosecutor for the DA's office in Tennessee and in California and uh, is a public defender and has had his own practice also uh, defending those that have been accused that knows about this interesting law and when it takes effect and how this Weird situation applies in Wisconsin, and why they're getting—he's getting out. Yeah. So the conviction occurred, but here's the here's the important thing to note: he was convicted in 1997, and when in, in 1997 in Wisconsin he was sentenced to 80 years. And in 97, they knew that there was the possibility that come 25 years in, he could be eligible for parole. But in 97, he's sentenced to 80 years. Fast forward two years from then, 1999, Wisconsin passes a law. I think it's called their Truth in Sentencing Law. And under the Truth in Sentencing Law, people that are convicted of murder like uh, Doug was are now no longer eligible for parole. The question is, because he was convicted two years prior to the enactment of that law, does the change in the law now forbidding parole apply to him? And the answer is no, it does not. Under the ex post facto laws and, and provisions of the Constitution, it doesn't. And so here we go, the family maybe thinking that in 99, oh my gosh, he, he, he was going to get 80 years. Now he can't get out if they don't know that it doesn't apply. And the parole board, after 25 years, says, yeah, guy can be released, and the family is up in arms because the change in the law doesn't apply. And this guy that killed their mother, daughter, insert your family relation here, is set to get out. And when we come back, 
we'll uh, we'll talk about whether or not the governor has any power to overturn that in the state of Wisconsin. Well, not that, Todd, or why did the parole board let him out? We're going to discuss all that when we come back. 855-LAW-RADIO. If you want to call in, we'll be back. Thank you, Fred and Todd. Stay tuned, everyone. There's more Radio Law Talk. It's coming right up right after we take a quick break. Now this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny and Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800 616 I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Uh-huh. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quack, car If you're one of those independent people who want your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. 
So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the Legal Helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092-800-918-7092-800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. This is, this is Frederick Penny, Todd Kunin from Radio, Radio Law Talk, Law Talk, Radio Law Talk. Are you serious? Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So the family's taken their, their protest to the governor's office trying to get this uh, murder of their sister and you know mom or I don't like you said family members. Why why is this guy after 25 years and being sentenced to an 80 year sentence for killing his wife, stabbing her 40 some odd times, getting out of jail after only 25 years, Todd? And why can't the governor do something about it? And my question is, and they're they're telling they want the the parole board, uh, uh, you know removed the uh, head of the parole board and uh why did the parole board even release this guy because they my general understanding again this is wisconsin which i don't know the law there um my general understanding is the parole board can still say no we're not gonna let you out yes they can they can the parole board there's a there's a certain period of time in any jurisdiction before somebody is even eligible for parole. And when you're eligible parole, it, it doesn't mean that you automatically get parole just because you're eligible. That's the first time that your case can be reviewed. And I don't know how, I, I don't know when he was first came up eligible for parole. And I don't know what the parole board looked at, but they, the board did make a determination to release him. Now, let, let's, let's take the governor issue first, okay? So in some jurisdictions, and this is why I think Across the United States, you have to understand that each state grants, based upon the constitution of that state, the governor certain powers. In the state of California, the governor of California can overrule a parole board decision in a murder case and say, no, no, that person is not going to be let out. A, A governor can do that, and that's happened recently. The state of Wisconsin does not give the governor similar authority. The governor does not have the authority to overrule a parole board decision. So then you look at the parole board, and, and 
I would hope for the parole board's sake that granting parole was based on this person being a model prisoner for the time that he was in there and doing everything that he was asked to do and taking all the classes and going through the rehabilitation and had no violations in the prison system or very few or minor violations. I would hope for the parole board's sake that that was the case because a parole board does have to set up certain criteria that if met, somebody would generally be eligible for parole, and it does, to a certain extent, undermine the system if the parole board arbitrarily, for somebody that has done everything they were supposed to do while in prison, arbitrarily says, yeah, we know you did everything, but we're getting so much flack, we're not going to give you parole. Okay, so I I could see why they wouldn't want to yield to the public opinion based upon that, but... I don't know what went into this decision. Again, for the parole board's sake, I would hope that this guy was a model prisoner. Because if he wasn't, and they released him after 25 years, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking the head of the parole board needs to be replaced, and folks need to – we need to get some people in there that will use some common sense. I just don't know what went into the decision. So here you can look online, and you can look up the Wisconsin Parole Commission, and I, I'm not throwing names out there. I'm not one of those guys that – that has to do that, but the ch- there's a chairperson and three commissioners, and it's got the meeting notes from April 6th, 2022, and you can download those notes and see what was said during, maybe we'll, we'll take some time and look and see what those what those notes were, and I, I'm downloading them, and I'm going to, I don't know how to, I'm trying to view it, but uh, yeah, here here's the, uh, now they also, a situation is, doesn't the family have the right to come in, Todd, and make a statement to the parole board about what they think? Generally speaking, families do in some jurisdictions. I don't know what Wisconsin allows. But, yes, I, I know in the state of California, families can go in. I have attended, back when I was a prosecutor, um, I was wor- I was working for the DA's office, and the elected DA, back before he was elected DA, had convicted somebody of murder, and that person was coming up for parole. And here I am, a new deputy DA with the office, probably you know, 20 years after the conviction, and I was tasked with going to the parole board hearing to argue why the person should end up staying in custody. And I get there, I show up, we're getting ready to go, and they come out and they say, uh, the the guy agreed to continue this hearing for another three years, so we don't need to do it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but that was nerve-wracking. But here's the interesting thing. I'm looking at their, their last board meeting. I guess they don't – and, again, I don't understand this. I don't do this area of law. I guess they don't talk about this case. Uh, they talks about on the April – they had a meeting, uh, the last one that they have the minutes of, of April 6th. So I bet you they, do, they have had the meeting on this, and I wonder if they're going to talk about this – person asking for parole and i wonder if it's on the next agenda but then i see they don't talk about anyone's parole um on this agenda so i don't know if it's pub- made public or not that the public can see what the parole board's doing uh, uh concerning letting this guy out and why and what the testimony was and what people said i don't know that i don't but that's interesting to know yeah, and, and that's going to go into it. So this is getting a lot of play right now because right now the only narrative in the media is guy stabbed somebody, stabbed his wife 42 times, was convicted of a murder, and now he's going to get out. 
and and so we have we have on a, on our timeline the incident of the offense, the date of the conviction, and the date that it was determined that he can be released. We're missing a lot of information from the date of conviction until now. This much I do know, and this is the irony, if the conviction had occurred two years later in 1999, we wouldn't even be having this discussion because under the amendment to the law in the state of Wisconsin, he wouldn't even be eligible for parole on these charges. Yeah, but it just that's why you have a parole board, right? That's They're the, they're the gatekeepers to make sure someone coming out is – is not going to harm anyone or that they've done their time and 80 years down to 25. That's what I don't get Todd again, as a lawyer. And I, I don't know if people out there would understand. I know that you can, in many States or some States, I guess that you can, it's almost like half time. If you are a good model citizen in jail and if you're convicted, let's say 30 years, you can get out in 15 or you're eligible for parole in 15, right? Generally speaking, but if it's 80 years, how does 25 years um, uh, where a guy's allowed to get out? Go ahead, Cal. In California, it's three to one. You put in one day, it's the same as three. Oh. Is it not, Todd? Uh, in many cases, unless it's it, a, a sexual I'm gonna offense. Give you, I'm going to give you the lawyer answer. It depends. It depends. Thank you. So under the, under the penal code in California, the best credit somebody could get is 50% credit. But for a serious or violent felony, which murder obviously would be, you get no credits if it's murder. Uh, if it's a serious or violent felony, like uh, great bodily injury, something like that, your credits are capped. At, you only get 15% credit for time in. So if you, do, if you get sentenced to, let's say, 10 years, you're going to do eight and a half years if it's a serious or violent felony. Um, the reason why I say caveat is a recent amendment in the state of California came in allowing the prison system to change the credits as they deem fit, and some people on lower-level, non-serious, non-violent felonies are only doing a third of their time. Yeah, they're getting the three-to-one yeah. ratio. Yeah. yeah, And some of that, you know, that's okay. I, I worry about the safety of people out there uh, in this country, in this state. That's what's important. But, yeah, I'm, I want to follow this. I want to find out what's going to happen with this guy. That is just bizarre that the, the, the state board let him out. And, again, it comes down to the family is able to come in and tell their story and say why they shouldn't uh, release them. And the question is, did they have someone from the prosecutor's office show up and you know represent this family or the victim's family and say, look, don't let them out? We don't know the situation. And I'm wondering if those minutes are going to show it. That's what I don't know. So mm. Yeah. All I know is it's, it would be a relief if many people believe that the system had safe neighborhoods at, as an interest at heart because that seems to be the, the key conflict in sentencing right now. Safe neighborhoods or too many people in prison. That's kind of what we're right down to, isn't it? Yeah. Next hour, Kelly Clarkson. We're going to talk about a Cornish pub in Ireland that is very interesting what is happening in Ireland. And then we're going to talk about... Uh, yeah, next week it's coming up. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We got a little bit about that. We'll see you next hour. All right. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Todd. Stay tuned. There's another hour of Radio Law Talk starting at six minutes after online or on many local radio stations. We'll see you then. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
policy is right for you. Ethos Life makes it so easy. It's all online. You go to ethosliferadio.com. That's ethosliferadio.com. Click Get My Quote. It will take you to a cool online calculator where it will estimate the coverage and monthly cost. Then you can play around with the slider. Change the amount of coverage and cost so you get what's right for you. And when you are ready, just click Apply. Answer a few questions, and that's it. No doctors, no medical exams, no blood tests. It takes about 10 minutes. It's easy, risk-free. It's one of the best things to do for your family's future. You are in control, and you get the price that's right for you. Right now. The best rates are available through this exclusive radio offer. Go to ethosliferadio.com. That's ethosliferadio.com. ethosliferadio.com. Go get your quote now.